You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hi everyone, it's great to have you listening in and thank you for your comments and interest in the podcast. We listen to your suggestions and we act on every one of them by looking at some of the issues you raise in our podcast episodes. So please keep listening in, keep liking and sharing and commenting on our podcast episodes And also leave us reviews on iTunes by clicking the iTunes button on our podcast website. You'll find the Buzzsprout link to our podcast website at the bottom of the show notes where you're listening to this episode. So in our last episode, we spoke about some of the negative experiences of your company trying to manage you out of your job. And we looked at what this looks like if you're caught up in this kind of situation. And as if by magic, one of the major cases demonstrating this experience in action has finally made its way through the courts and the worker won her case. So this week, we'll take a quick look into this case so you get the picture of how some employers will behave when they want to shuttle you out of the company. So the case in question involved a woman who worked at a childcare nursery. She had enjoyed a very positive relationship with her employer until she informed the employer that she was pregnant. The worker reported that once she notified her employer that she was pregnant, her employer began to treat her like she was no longer welcome in the company. So before the notification of the pregnancy, the worker who was a manager at the company, she was described as someone who was hardworking and committed to her job and someone who works long hours to cover all aspects of the service. And this was how her manager described her. But the worker reported that once she notified her manager that she was pregnant and needed time off to attend her antenatal appointments, her manager then began to make her feel like she was the problem in the company and insisted that she, the worker, who, remember, is a manager that she should attend her antenatal appointments during periods of time that suited the company and not the worker because her manager didn't believe that the antenatal appointments were necessary. And this is coming from a manager who herself was the mother of a young child, which indicates that she had recently been through the whole antenatal appointment system. The nursery service was a day nursery and the day nursery had 60 staff members and that indicates that the service could easily have accommodated the workers' antenatal appointment requests. And this provided even more evidence that the worker was someone for whom life in the company was suddenly being made difficult because she was no longer wanted in the business. 
Now, of course, naturally, the worker was upset by the sudden change in treatment towards her. But then things got worse when the employer decided to use disciplinary measures to investigate what is now accepted were false allegations against the worker. Now, you'll remember from the previous podcast episode that putting workers into disciplinaries is a tried and tested method of hoping that the pressure of disciplinaries will push workers who you don't want over the edge and more importantly, get those workers to jump and leave the company rather than wait until those workers are pushed out, either via a skewed disciplinary finding or through some other wastage process. So the worker found herself facing allegations which she felt were false, and then she found herself on disciplinary charges for alleged large discrepancies in the overtime she was claiming, with the allegations being that the worker was fraudulently attempting to claim wages for hours that she hadn't worked. And all of this is happening at a time when the worker is going through her pregnancy. Now remember, the worker had never had any queries raised about her work, or about her work ethics, and she'd also not had any queries raised about previous overtime claims that she had made prior to informing her manager that she was pregnant. But now she was facing serious allegations of gross misconduct, and that included attending a gross misconduct disciplinary hearing. And remember, the outcomes for gross misconduct can be up to and including dismissal. So she was facing this gross misconduct hearing and in preparation, she was asked to complete a 90 question document, which was given to her at 5 p.m. on one day with an instruction that the document had to be submitted by 10 a.m. the next day. And here, in this last request, we see the use of disciplinary measures being used to ramp up the pressure on a worker, with a likely intended consequence being that the worker might leave the company and not turn up for the disciplinary, or she would turn up not having fully completed the requested disciplinary actions, and her failure to do that could then be used as additional leverage by the employer to remove her from her job. Now, the worker was able to complete the document as best she could. And at the disciplinary hearing, despite the worker being able to give full explanations to the allegations made against her, she was still sacked for gross misconduct on the grounds that she falsified her working hours and failed to use the company's signing in book. And having sacked the worker, the aim of managing her out of the company was achieved via a gross misconduct finding against her, resulting in her dismissal. Now, what the company didn't account for was that its behaviour towards the worker and her pregnancy pushed this case into an area of discrimination law and discrimination employment rights, because pregnancy is a protected characteristic under the Equality Act 2010. And what that means is that a pregnant worker cannot be subjected to any unfavourable treatment because of their pregnancy. It's likely 
that the employer thought that the worker would just go away. Sure, she would be upset, but she would just go away, disappear and go through the rest of her pregnancy. But that didn't happen. The worker had no doubt that the reason for the treatment she received and her dismissal was all to do with her pregnancy and the company wanting her out of the business. And she felt that the disciplinary was used to manage her out of the business. And because of this, she filled in a complaint with an employment tribunal and complained about pregnancy discrimination. When the case went to court, the tribunal believed the worker and were scathing in their opinion of the company. They accused the company and its managers of creating false allegations against the worker and of not wanting to listen to the worker's responses to the allegations, which the tribunal said the manager could easily have received answers to if she had studied the worker's logs and signing in records, because all of the information pertaining to the allegations was there for the manager to see in those records. But instead, the manager chose not to listen to the worker, formed her own opinion with the rest of her colleagues, because the one thing that was on her mind was to dismiss this worker. The tribunal, because of this, said that the company's allegations against the worker were totally illogical, made no sense. The tribunal also didn't take kindly to the way the worker's maternity rights had been infringed because all employers are aware that their employees are entitled to reasonable paid time off for their pregnancy-related appointments. And this is made worse by the fact that the worker is working in a children's day nursery where it's likely that other parents would come to the staff to ask for advice on similar things. The tribunal found that the company wanted to get rid of the worker because she was pregnant and therefore found that the case was one of pregnancy discrimination and awarded the worker £39,535 in compensation for the treatment she had received. And this is compensation the company will have to pay the worker. And this case is not unusual. Maternity Action, a UK-based maternity rights charity, well, their research states that about 54,000 women a year are forced out of their job because of pregnancy discrimination, with the emphasis being that women are being forced out of their jobs because they are no longer welcome in the companies they work for. So if this is you and you feel you are being forced out of your job for any reason, one of the first things you should look at is whether there is an underlying reason why your company wants you gone but is trying to disguise this reason by suggesting you are not good at your job or instead putting undue pressure on you to unsettle you or to get you to leave because of the stress that is being caused to your time at work. So if this is you, the first thing you need to look at is whether you have additional employment rights protections under the Equality Act as someone who belongs to a protected characteristic group. Because if you do, 
you should be aware that if you believe your employer is trying to manage you out of the company using performance or conduct complaints about you or against you, then there might indeed be other reasons why your face no longer fits. And that's it for this week. If you recognise yourself or your experiences in this week's episode and you need support with this, you can contact Maternity Action or message us at Employment Rights Online via our social media pages. You'll find the links to all of these at the bottom of the show notes where you're listening to this podcast episode. And in closing, the most important thing is that you don't suffer in silence. This won't help you and it won't help the situation and will only add stress to an already stressful and distressing experience that you are going through at work. As we've mentioned, you can find the support links at the bottom of the show notes and if you click those links, it will take you to pages where you can get some support. Until next week, thanks for listening and have a great Employment Rights Week. Bye for now.